You're listening to The Rosie Rose Show, where Rosie shares bite-sized episodes with tips to help you get your podcast started and published. Don't forget to grab a free copy of her ebook on the five steps to get your podcast started. Now, here's your host, Rosie Rose. Hello, it's Rosie Rose here. Welcome to Podcast with Rosie. Another week with you here on podcasting. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I answered a listener question about getting your podcast in front of more people. Now, if you haven't downloaded the free resource that goes with it, go back to episode 24 and take one thing. I'm so sure that when you take one thing out of the list that I gave you, you'll be able to apply them and use them to help you get your podcast in front of other people. If you're already in the podcasting scene, it can be overwhelming at times. And if you're tackling podcasting all by yourself and trying to do all of the things and get it out there in the world, I'm sure it can no doubt really get you down sometimes. And I'm sure that's why you tuned into this show, for which I'm super grateful for. So today's episode, I speak to Rebecca from The Peculiar Writer. I asked her to be on the show to share with you her journey of starting her own podcast. Her new podcast just released on Monday, 22nd of May. She's new to podcasting and we get talking about what podcasting means to her and how the important skills that she's developed from podcasting has helped her personally and in her business. We also chat about how she came up with her own unique podcast name and what podcasting is going to do for her moving forward. She also shares a simple tip towards the end. So stay tuned if you're looking to get started or in the midst of your podcasting journey and feeling that overwhelm and what you can do there. So let's get into the interview with ghostwriter and strategist Rebecca from The Peculiar Writer. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I reached out to you because uh, I wanted some help to pick your brain about podcasting and you've started your own podcast, which is fabulous. But I want to start with some questions to ask you about your thoughts on podcasting before you started, before podcasting became a thing for you. I'll start with what's your business and how did you get into it? Yeah, Absolutely, Rosie. And thank you for having me on your episode with you. So my business is copywriting and ghostwriting. I got started with it about a year and a half ago. And I just kind of fell in love with it because I figured out that I could use my psychology degree in something else that's not really your typical nine to five job. And how have you enjoyed, like, what's the best part of your job and doing that now in the year and a half that you've been in it? Oh, God, one thing. There's so many things I love about doing what I do. If I had to pick one The main thing is um, seeing the confidence come out of my clients. Whenever they read back the copy or the stories that I write for them, they just beam with confidence and they're able to show up proudly for their clients. It's so good once you've got the confidence to write a piece and know that it'll go out into the world with an impact, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. So now moving into podcasting, was it something that was on your radar to start? Did that just sort of ease into your life and you'd wanted to just attach it to your business? That is an interesting question, honestly. So I was doing the typical content creation, reaching out on social media and all that, and it just was not flying for me. And one day I got this idea that I needed to do something more along the lines of self-care for entrepreneurs. So I started doing these Facebook lives called Tea Talks. 
And I was interviewing people who were self-care professionals in one way or another. And I just kind of fell in love with doing the lives. So I kind of pivoted into doing a podcast. And what was interesting is that I brought it up to my business coach at the time and she told me, heck no, do not do it. It will fail. Needless to say, I ended up walking away from that business coach and saying, I'm going to go on my own route because <laughs> my heart is telling me I need to do this. Wow. So with the question of the obstacle, because I find that people want to start a podcast, but they come across an obstacle or they're hesitant or something's holding them back from starting a podcast. Did you find obstacles or hindrances to starting your podcast? What do you think would have stopped you from starting one in the first place? I think if I didn't have the podcast manager that I worked with who for content, she's someone I've known and I wanted to work with her because I knew her. If I did not have her, I would not have started my podcast. I am a perfectionist at heart. I'm trying to work on that. And I just would have been running around with like a chicken with my head cut off, just trying to get it done. And it just wouldn't have gotten done. <laughs> totally. There is a bit of work that goes into podcasting. Do you think, was there a particular part of podcasting that you felt that you wanted to perfect that stopped you from producing a podcast yourself? I think the main thing would have been listening to my own voice. Like, I can't stand the sound of my own voice. I've since had to get over I was going to say you have a really lovely voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've since gotten over it, but I think that's just a common thing that a lot of humans deal with is that we don't like the way we sound when we hear it on a playback. I'm so glad you've moved through that though and have started your podcast. That It's so good because people can stop at that barrier and be like, oh, I don't want to hear myself in every single episode. So I'm so glad that you pushed through that. So what do you think with your podcasting journey so far and you've released your trailer and you're going to be releasing more episodes after going through the journey of starting your own podcast, what myths do you think you've debunked? So what preconceived ideas did you have before that you've now moved through, say, for example, like the the voice, not hearing your voice, but what are some other things that you thought about podcasting that you've worked through and surprised by? One of them would be that you needed a lot of expensive equipment to get started. You just need like at least a halfway decent mic to do it and maybe some quiet time. If you can find five to 10 minutes of quiet time, you can record an episode. The other thing would probably be the fact that you have to wait forever to figure out a way to monetize your podcast with the person I'm working with. She kind of helped me figure out how to utilize my services that I already provide to help monetize it so that it's not not like I'm going to get podcast burnout. So you you can show up and not get burnout doing what you do. Yeah, that's so good because I think the whole pod fade thing and people running out of steam by about seven or eight episodes. So if you work through that, that's that's brilliant to keep you going for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So on that note, what do you think podcasting has done to help your business and push it forward? Or what can you see in the long term that will help your business with a podcast? I see so many opportunities. The first immediate one I see it is that it's helped me with my own confidence and my own skill and what I can do because even though I've only been in business for a year and a half, writing content and scripts has taught me that I know more than I led on to. The other thing is that doing this in the long run is going to help me with connecting with other people, building my authority, building credibility, or even um, connecting other people and other copywriters together because I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but there's somebody for somebody out there. Yeah, totally. I just love 
that you've succeeded with your podcast, like you're working with someone and you're getting it done. And I believe a lot of people, I think, see the surface level of a podcast and think, well, you're just talking to a microphone and that's that's it. And it, you release it out to the world. But there are so many other moving parts to the podcast that you sort of go, oh, oh so that's what's involved. And then they turn away and they're a little bit overwhelmed by it. So I'm so glad that you really have a podcast. It's really, really great. And have you been enjoying it? I have actually. It hasn't officially launched yet. It does that on Monday, 22nd of May. But <gasps> how exciting. I know. I can't wait to see what happens after it officially launches. But I have found the process of recording and editing and doing all the fun stuff just to be quite enjoyable. Like I did not think I would enjoy podcasting. Wow. Tell me a particular part of podcasting in the whole process that you've picked up and you've really enjoyed and you're like, yes, I look forward to doing this part of my podcast. So that's a very interesting question. So um, I don't know if you do human design or understand that, but human design is basically like who you are. Like, are you a generator, manifesting generator, reflector, or manifester? I'm a manifester and Apparently, my power is to inform or use my voice. And I like the psychology of it. And it helps me really show up in what I'm great at doing, which is basically words and speaking and writing and stuff. But I always had trouble with public speaking. So this really helped me break out of that ceiling of I can't do public speaking. So if somebody were to ask me to teach now, I could do it. But if somebody was to ask me two, three months ago, I would be like, heck no, I'd be running for the hills. <laughs> yes. And the brilliant thing about podcasting is that like you don't have to you don't have to go to a place and rock up and stand on a stage and present that way. You can still do the same thing through the mic and really present yourself in a way that people can still listen to you and get value out of what you're saying through your public speaking skills anyways and developing that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How good's that? I didn't touch on it before, but I want to touch on it now. What is your podcast called and how did you come up with the name? So my podcast is called The Peculiar Writer or The Peculiar Writer Podcast. And I came up with the name because, well, I was trying to figure out something that stood for me, but also represented, you know, my uniqueness. And I'm not your typical call themselves out of the box kind of person. I, I'm very unusual. I'm very peculiar to say the least. And people will say that when I have a process of doing it, they don't relate it to anything else. They call it the Becca process. So I'm like, okay, well, that works for me. And I also happen to have my favorite book nearby, which is Miss um, Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I was like, oh, perfect. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's such a good title. And I love how I think when you have a name that relates to you, it gives that identity of your podcast. Like it's it's with you and it's about you and it's it represents who you are, like you said. And I love that because there's a connection in it. And I love that because then when you go out and share your services and then post on social media and things like that, then people will be able to get to know you that little bit more. I'm going to digress a little bit and touch on a challenge that you may have faced while putting this podcast together and how you overcame it to then still be able to release it. Yeah, um, I would say a peculiar challenge that I had was just trying to find, this This may sound so silly, but finding the right time of day to record was the biggest challenge for me because I tried early in the morning and without a doubt, my voice sounds like a vampire in a paper route yeah. <laughs> and first thing in the morning when I try to record a podcast. <laughs> 
I tried after the baby goes to bed and I just sound like I'm done with everybody's crap. <laughs> so I had to find that doing it in the afternoons for me was the best thing, you know, when dad comes home from work and he can take care of a little one and I can just lock myself in the office and record. It sounds so silly, but that was the biggest challenge for me. Like, I can't tell you how many takes I had to do on my intro and outro. <laughs> <laughs> and just to get it to the just like stop that noise yeah oh my goodness that is so true you don't think of those things but trying to find the time if we didn't have babies we would sit down at the same time every week and maybe even batch record and just like get get it all done but yeah we're navigating through having children and families and work and I love how you're doing that how do you think you'll navigate now moving forward do you sort of pinpoint a time and think okay I think this is the best time for me yeah, I find that if I write my scripts first thing in the week and then maybe record a day or two later so I have time to digest the information, that would be best for me. Because as much as I would love to batch content, that's just not realistic with my schedule. Not only that, but I kind of, I feel like this is a myth that some people believe where you have to basically batch your content like one or two or three months in advance. And for some people that this doesn't work. Like, if I was to batch a series of content on, let's just say, email marketing, and by the time we reach the third month, I might feel differently about that content I recorded the months prior. Yeah, so I feel like it, it doesn't provide integrity with my audience. That's so true. I think once you've got the episodes out there and you've... Um, release your podcast. I'm excited to chat to you again to see how your process of producing your podcast might have changed or the reception that you received from um, your audience and see how it's gone. Absolutely. That would be fun, actually. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share in today's episode? Not that I can think of, but for anybody who is thinking about doing podcasts or is feeling like they are on the verge of giving up or something, just remember to have fun. So good. So good. Because you can get so caught up in it and then just, yeah, and decide to not do it after a while. I'm so glad you said that because that's, I think, what people struggle with rather than putting the content out there, but having fun doing it. So thank you so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate your time today. And I look forward to chatting to you again once you have a few more episodes out there. Absolutely, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me on. You were listening to my conversation with Rebecca from The Peculiar Writer ghostwriter and strategist. If you're wanting to connect with Rebecca, she's on Instagram at The Peculiar Writer and her podcast is now out for you to listen to. Also called The Peculiar Writer Podcast with Rebecca Meredith, a busy mom's guide to writing copy with ease. You can also grab her free guide on 11 free tools to write better copy and I'll have all the ways that you can connect with Rebecca in the show notes. If you're wanting to start your podcast, let me know on Instagram at Podcast with Rosie. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to download my free five steps to getting your podcast started PDF resource. I'll see you in the next episode where I talk to you more about why having a podcast is the way to go. Catch you then. 